0: Common sense is a very simple mechanism that we all have back in our heads, as I said. The problem is just that as we work in complex organizations, we lose this ability since common sense is substituted by complex mechanisms, by complex tools and methods and approaches and processes and whatever you call them. And so organizations make decisions not on common sense.
1: Welcome to another episode of Health Matters, where I, Tom Myers, and Dr. Christian Forstner talk about health matters in organizations, as well as the people that work in
0: the organization. Thank you, Tom, for inviting me again. Yes, I mean, organizations are full of people, and there is nothing like a sterile structure as an organization. Organizations just work since there are people inside. And this seems to be lost uh, nowadays uh, since people think it's just an anonymous structure as an organization and it has a vision and a mission and it produces something. And there are robots and there are people. But the heart of any organization is people people at lower levels, people at higher levels. Some of them are called leaders, others are called employees. But it's all people, living beings, and they have a heart and they have a soul and they are prone to stress or to any other influences that can influence the way they work, the way they lead, and the way they move this organization forward.
1: That is indeed so. And I think in this health crisis that is going on, so little attention is given to the people. There are few organizations around the world that really have the human being, and I'm saying being, At the center of their organization. It's been built up for years and years that it was all about productivity, about making money. But who is making that possible is the human being behind it. And no attention or too little attention is given to that. What I see in my practice anyway are are completely worn out. No motivation anymore to work for the organization. They feel threatened At this moment, for losing their job, they have to give in some of their benefits on health and well-being. They have to work more with less time. And yesterday, I was thinking about the word well-being. A well is a source. Yes. Well-being starts with source. What's the source? And that's as much in an organization. What's the source of the organization from where it sprouts? And that is as much as in people, the source of ourselves. And stress becomes a nuisance when demands are higher than the resources. And that's the same again on organizations. So there is a correlation. And this is what we discussed also in our previous episode, in the first episode of Health Matters. It's about this correlation between our two worlds. as a change manager, me as an osteopath and body-centered stress coach. So these two worlds, in a fast-changing world, where technology is, yes, getting a more important role, we must not forget the human being behind it. Because at the end of the day, It's about the human being within the organization that makes things happen, but also the stakeholders, the people that buy our products. Well, you can see today how the market has plummeted. A lot of people are stressed. There is less, they are less prone to go and buy things. So, again, I'm seeing this correlation how much. Of an importance it is that we take more care not only of the human being within the organization, but also the well-being of our stakeholders, of the people that are going to consume the products. What would you say about that, Christian?:
0: Tom, what you say is so interesting. you know just going back to the word "well" as the source of things. You know Every organization has a well, and this is the person who took a chance, who took the risk and founded the organization. Even the biggest organizations we know, just take Siemens, for example. So Bosch, maybe if you've known them, uh, they are in Europe. They were founded by Mr. Siemens and Mr. Bosch, okay, many years back. And so these were people, living people. And these organizations are almost 200 years old. And when they were founded, and when they were small, they were centered around people. And there are famous quotes that showed that this was really true from Mr. Bosch and Mr. Siemens at those times. But, you know, as these organizations grow and as they get bigger and as they get spread across the world, the focus is lost on people. And it's more around structures. It's more about terminology like productivity, as you said before. But the focus on the human body and the human being is just lost. And the idea that the leaders are well as well of um, support and encouragement and inspiration for people this whole is lost and i would call it common sense to have this. And and there are very few organizations that I found over the last couple of years since what I do in part of my life is to assess organizations, to go into organizations, to analyze them, to conduct interviews, to find out what they could do better and what they probably do already good. And uh, so I found that this focus is sometimes completely lost. And so there's no humanity in these organizations anymore. It's just neutral structures that still produce something, still serve somebody, and they have all their stakeholders, but there is no human blood in these organizations anymore. Tom?
1: Yeah, and, and as we are talking, I can hear that as well as you, we find that common sense that it's about people. But then when I'm going to look at, for example, your, your website, and I want to quote something that I found on your website, Christian. Oh, and. Okay. It's about how you started. So you're a scientist, and you, you learn to observe and gather supporting evidence to draw the right conclusions. And after many years of observing people and organization using these complex management systems in rather mechanical ways, it was clear to you that's, that's what I found on your website that you say, we need something simple that enables managers to develop their organization on the basis of common sense. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean for you, Christian, that common sense? Because we think it's common sense, but certain managers or in organizations, they don't see it. So how can we help them? And first of all, we need to know what
0: that common sense is. Absolutely, Tom. I think we are all born with something that we can call common sense. It's, it's some some decision mechanism, I think, some valuation mechanism uh, in our bodies, in our head, and uh, that helps us to make decisions. Uh, just think of a decision when we uh, think we need to make an investment, buy a car, buy a house, or maybe uh, decide for a partner in life whether we marry or not. Um, then we, we use some decision mechanism, and I think this is what we call common sense. And uh, We make our decision and we will find out eventually Whether uh, this was a good decision or a bad decision and so we learn and we learn all, all our life and then make better decisions We hope and, and and learn from bad experiences to make these decisions better Common sense is a very simple mechanism that we all have back in our heads as I said uh, the problem is just that as we work in complex organizations we lose this ability since common sense is substituted by complex mechanisms by complex tools and methods and approaches and processes and whatever you call them and so organizations make decisions not on common sense but rather on the basis of very complex mechanisms. And I've been working uh, more than 25 years in one of the biggest organizations in the world, a very complex big organization, and I've seen and assessed other big and complex organizations and I found that common sense is lost there. Now, common sense is, uh, I think I can explain it very simple. I always say if you can explain something with a the family, then, then it works. Just imagine the decision mechanism for an investment. If you're a family, what would you do? If you decide to buy a new car, right? what would you do? Probably you would sit around the kitchen table. It would be the family and the kids and maybe even um, some other family members. And uh, you would discuss the different aspects forth and back, and then you would make your decision, right? What would you do if you are an organization? Then you would probably pull in consultants. You would use a tool or a method or anything that is developed to support you with its decisions. That may help you, but still common sense is lost. And uh, it took me many years to understand that I'm working in complex organizations where common sense is lost. And the methods and tools I had to use during my work were so complex that nobody could understand them. You had to learn them for weeks, for months. You have to train other people in these complex methods and tools. But while you work and use these complex methods and tools, you lose the ability to apply common sense. And this is why I have simplified some of these methods specifically those that you need to develop organizations, and I keep using them since a couple of years to big success. I find that managers and leaders, um, basically my major partners in organizations, love simplicity. They love these common sense methods, and I always explain them to them just by using family examples. And it works.
1: Let's say I feel the same way in the sense that I did a few courses 20 years ago when I converted from being in catering. I had a little delicatessen shop in Mechelen in Belgium, where I hit the wall that was not my place. Although I was trained as a chef, I was trained in the catering business, but obviously that was not my place. I became very ill with uh, suicidal tendencies. And then the first courses I started to do Uh, was called touch for health and touch for health is from kinesiology very simple basic and for me it was straight away a sense of homecoming and common sense what we try to achieve to do and the teacher said from oh if you like this do these other courses so i started to do other courses and they became ever more complex and suddenly i started to lose connection not only with myself, but with the tools, because I lost completely the overview. And I couldn't see anymore how this complex system could actually benefit. And this was also the time when I started to to be trained as an osteopath. And although one can think osteopathy is very complex because it works with the body, which is a complex system, When you go to the basis of osteopathy, it's based on five phrases that Mm -hmm. you want to achieve. And one of the phrases is free the vascular system, the blood flow. And it's like when you're in an organization and somewhere the money is not coming in, then you need to look from this is the part where we need to do something to get back the flow of the source Mm -hmm. to create. And from those five principles in osteopathy, there is one that I find the most interesting, which is the simplicity, yes? Mm-hmm. What we are talking about. So it's a complex system. If we get it back to simplicity, yes. it is yes. engagement, still point, disengagement. What does that mean? Is that as a therapist, you have a patient in front of you who comes with a story with symptoms and you're engaging with that person for first of all to get an anamnesis to see what is the feeling or what is the sensation that he's running around with that that is not right for him but also when I feel so I put my hands on the body then you start feeling where is this part or how is this part feeling is this fluid is this emotion is this still is this blocked And then you lead it towards that still point. That still point means that when you touch, then you start sensing from where is this body taking me? And in organizations, it's like, okay, source, we have the source is coming in, but suddenly somewhere it's blocked. And then you're going, your engagement, what you do, Christian, is like you're going to find what's the, the problem somewhere. Where is it blocked? And when you put your hands on a body, you can also feel the pull towards a certain zone then that becomes my still point in which I start to work to release it. And then you have a disengagement, the opening. Big bang theory, big crush, point, big bang. So you have that compression. But in that compression, you suddenly have the opening that the energy starts spreading out. And it's the same for me. And when I started to see in kinesiology all this complexity, for me, it didn't make sense anymore. So I stepped away from that and found in osteopathy that I could simplify things to this one single formula, engagement, still point, disengagement. And for me, that is now common sense. This is what I do during a conversation or coaching session, the person has an aha moment. Well, that's an engagement, still point, disengagement moment. And today, especially in this fast changing times with the insecurities of Corona, with Mm. everywhere, the alarm bells are going on and we are in a war zone. As I say, no, we are not in a war zone at all. We are forgetting and we are losing that common sense. We are not at war. We need to engage again. What's been going on for this to happen? What has triggered this? And start using that common sense to start analyzing to improve. For example, okay, there is a virus, but there are many viruses around. How does a virus affect the body? If you have a very strong immune system, then of course that virus has less effect, or your body can resist it, or the symptoms won't be so grave because we still can have the virus, but many people are showing no signs. So maybe because they have a healthy immune system. But as soon, and this is what we're seeing, as soon as somebody says, because they are tested, you have the coronavirus before they didn't have symptoms, and some of them are afterwards showing symptoms, where does that come from? And I would like to recommend a book to everybody who is listening here: is Minding Corona by Dr. Jean-Luc Momartz. It's a doctor from Antwerp who has written a fantastic book, Minding Corona, and is giving this view about how stress affects the immune system, but also how our minds, in the the example, we can run around with the virus, but have no symptoms. But as soon as we are pointed, and there is a real, yes, you've been tested and you have it, that you can actually develop symptoms. Yeah just because your attention is driven towards it and it's like mind over matter. And I believe that's the same in organizations. Yeah. So as soon as you, as there is a problem and you start too much focus on it without having the overview effect that the whole organization is influenced by that, Yes. that you need somebody from the outside to say from hang on, okay. let's step back a little bit and look at it from an overview perspective and focus in and step out again to have it resolved. And again, you know, this this stress response, when there is a problem, then one goes into that kind of narrow thinking, because you're focused on the problem and it's very natural. It's, It's not a, you know, there is no, we shouldn't be culpable of doing that. No, it's a very natural process, but Once you know that can happen, use your common sense then to say some stop. Let's take a few steps back. Yes, yes, yes. Again, you know, in organizations as well as in health and well-being, how you can protect yourself against the coronavirus or any other virus, or when you have it, how to improve your terrain for healing. Well, common sense needs to be there, but it's only there when you're in a relaxed state. Because if you're not relaxed, if your brain, as we explained last time, the whole brain needs the vascularization, needs oxygen, needs glucose, your prefrontal cortex is needed to think, to be rational, to be, be able to make decisions. But in a stress response, it's more centralized. You need a centralized energy Because, yeah, stress is a survival mechanism. So once you know that, you know that stress provokes changes in the body, changes in the way you act, in the way you behave, in the way you are relating to other people or to problems, stop, step back. Get a consultant if you can't. That's the same for health. If you cut yourself... You probably know when common sense says, this is a bit too big for me to handle," and <laughs> you go to the hospital or to a specialized yes. doctor to have that healing, but if it's a little cut, you know that you can put a, you, know, you can put some antiseptic on it and a plaster and put some pressure on it to, yes. to stop
0: it. Yes. Yes.
1: That's also part of common sense. in an organization, don't let it go too far. once you see from that what you've been trying to do. It's not working. Maybe you need some outside view. And we need to talk about this, Christian, because when we start to be more mindful of it, when we start to be able to think about it again, it's an aha moment that can say, from, okay, yes. Why haven't I seen that before? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you, you've had that as well. From In some situations, the solution was actually very simple, but you couldn't see it
0: anymore. And you must I come could and help, yes, and I could help other people and organizations, in my case, to get this aha moment. Uh, let me just provide a little picture uh, that I uh, show or I explain to, to my people in, in organizations when I try to explain what you've just tra- explained uh, for organizations when we talk about strategies. And it's, simple, uh, it's a very simple picture, um, which is true. It's a story. Um, I walk uh, in a big forest that is down there in south bavaria where i live and i get lost in the forest uh, simply since the pathways uh, that lead through that forest are bended okay they're not straight they're bended so you think you walk straight but actually you go around the corner and um it happened uh, many years ago where i didn't have a cell phone so and, and it got dark and uh i don't know if you understand but it's a very strange feeling. It gets dark, you're in a wood. I mean, it's not far away from home, but you just don't see the exit. I mean, the end of the wood, right? Uh, and, and you keep walking. So, um, so the, what you hope is to have a little helicopter that just pulls you up a, a couple of 20 to 25 meters um, so that you can see above the trees and then immediately you see, oh, there's the way out, okay? And this is this moment that you want to have. And you want to have this helicopter. You would give, you know, a life for a helicopter in this moment. And uh, this is the picture that I provide uh, my people when they talk about strategies. I say, you know, if you are in that systems, if if you are uh, counting single trees and you don't see the wood for all the trees, this is a saying also, you know then you are caught like in a box and you will never find a good solution. You will always make small decisions, but they don't lead to a bigger decision and to a good one. Since, you know, if you're inside of the system and you don't see the big picture, then you're completely lost. So I know exactly what you mean, and I keep discussing this, with, uh, with people and leaders in organizations, then this is what I do. I help organizations to do that. And maybe, maybe one example that illustrates what I'm saying. Not many uh, years ago, I had the chance to assess a very big organization in the automotive industry somewhere. And uh, they provided products for, uh, uh, of two different technologies, diesel technology and gasoline technology. Okay, So there are diesel cars and gasoline cars. So, they provide this to uh, their big original equipment manufacturers, uh, the car makers. And these two different parts of the organization developed into different cultures. Since they were both very big and they didn't interact too much, although there is a big frame around it. They are all called the same organization, but they developed different cultures. Now, when I had um, the pleasure to assess these organizations, I also talked to their customers, and I found out that from a customer perspective, they see this organization as two separate small organizations, okay? Since they get people from this sub-organization, Diesel, and from the other organization, Gasoline. And sometimes they have representatives from both of these parts in their organization, and they don't even know each other. So it's very strange as a situation, but this organization was simply too big and too complex, they didn't realize that. After I shared my view with the board, it took a couple of months, and then the organization understood that just changing perspective, just to the customer, looking at their own organization from the customer perspective, provides a totally different picture, and common sense tells them, well, we should look as one entity rather from a customer perspective and not as two different entities, simply due to different technology that we provide. And they combine these two businesses to one single one and serve their customers much better since it was a big advantage from the customer perspective. So simple as a solution, but they would probably never find this out over the next 50 years without this guy from outside that happened to be me in this case, that just did what you say engagement, still look. Now look for a moment from an other perspective, and immediately the solution was apparent. Isn't that amazing, Tom? And then you had that aha moment hold in up all a these Yes, and this organization had more than 65,000 people, right? So you put an organization of 65,000 people to a still. For a moment and let them think and just offer a different perspective. And immediately the solution is on the table. Isn't that amazing? And you don't need consultants. You just need to pull back these people and say, stop for a moment, think, and the solution is obvious.
1: In your story, I had to think about mind and body. You know, how many people see that as two different entities while it's one? and also that is what we need to do how the mind influenced the body and the body influence the mind uh, it's a bit of a similar story because of these two lines that you are explaining and they're both there and they don't people don't seem to realize that are actually one integrated system yeah this is something that i need to do as well that to tell people or to show people how they can interact and, and with both it's like how both are interacted and how they work together but also at the same time how they can influence their health and well-being their resource or their source not only from one perspective but that is as important to look from the other perspective so to look at from what is your mindset and, and how what exercise are you doing? For example, what are you eating? The body, yeah. but also the mindset. If you're always thinking you're eating against your will, how is that going to affect your digestion? You think? Yes. Yeah, it's so, you know, that's a great example. So, so important that we step back, get this overview perspective. Yes. Yeah. That we step back also to get back into our common sense is that in the organizational level or is that on a uh, health and well-being level of the person that we get help for one for the in the organization if we can't do it ourselves that we've lost our ways or that we are just too much into it because when you're too much ingrained it yes. then looking from the outside becomes very yep. difficult and we need help for somebody that yep. gives you that new perspective yep. same for health and well-being at one stage you're so far down the drain that you're not even seeing it yourself yeah now when you get treatment they say from wow you know i it so often happens and a little story that people come in and say i'm not stressed you know i'm not tense and then they come yes. off the table uh and then say from I, I was stressed wasn't I and I, yeah, yeah. I was actually tense I didn't even realize it because you know you get used to it very gradually it's not yeah. most of the time it's not something really with a big shock it's a gradual building up of stress and tension within the body Yes, and you just get used to it Yeah. and then when that is put back reset to normal to your ease mode then you say oh, Oh yeah, this is this is what normal is. I had completely forgotten that. And that is probably it- also in the organization is but pro- I can imagine it already just in front of me that in an organization that it's just like, oh we can breathe again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> isn't it also your observation Tom that you can learn that if you've done that and uh, let me go back to my little picture if we've provided this helicopter and, and pulled people out of their box um, isn't it also your observation if you've done that once or twice or maybe three times that people learn uh, how to do that uh, by themselves so so they don't need us say all the time I mean what I keep saying is I developed Uh, Since I've been working so much with conventional consultants, I developed as an anti-consultant, just the opposite of a consultant. Uh, And I tell my customers right away, I show you and help you to develop yourself. And I provide these little helicopters and, um, and I help you to find back to common sense. But after a while, you will be able to do it yourself. And then I pull myself out. This is my personal vision. It sounds crazy since it's the exact opposite of what consultants would do. They would make you dependent, right? And they would come with more with more complex tools and methods. And so we are at uh, the beginning of our discussion. But I think what we should do as responsible consultants or supporters is the, the opposite. We should help people to develop themselves, to, to understand these mechanisms themselves, and then apply them without our help. What, what do you think, John?
1: Christian, I have to laugh because you're using exactly the words that I'm saying to my patients. <laughs> I'm here to help you to help yourself. Yeah. And yeah. yes, at one stage, people need help. And that is when they come in, when they yeah. have back pain or they, haven't, yes. or they can't move their neck anymore. Yes. You need, I need to help. But then... Once that is solved, then yes. I also need to give them advice on how they can prevent from that from happening, mm-hmm. but also not only prevent, but also become stronger. Yes. Yeah. And so you give them tools to do that. And that is exactly what you're doing. First of all, you, some people need help. Mm-hmm. Yes they can't solve the problem themselves anymore. But then you indeed have, we have an educational role. I always say that my role as a body centered stress coach and osteopath is a body, mind, and educational approach yes. to, to health and well-being. Yes. In that educational part, in a way, and I've heard this, and I don't know if it is is right, but doctor or docere, docere means to teach. So I might not be a doctor, but I'm an osteopath. So my, but I see myself as somebody who is helping other people in their health and well-being, just like doctors. And my role is thus, docere, is to teach. And just to, sometimes it's just pointing out that the person doesn't really see where this problem is coming from. And through the story, and that's why I always take more time, uh, than compared to some of my colleagues, I need to know the story behind the person, behind what's happening in their lives, to see if there is some correlation between the health and well-being situation that they're in and the story that they provide. And as soon as there is also a sort of aha moment in from, oh yeah, I had forgotten about that. Already the body reacts differently. Already the body, the body is more supportive towards the health and healing phase. And then you still don't stop there. No, I don't stop there at all. I just go one mile further and say, okay, but this and that you can do. And these are what I call simplex exercises, short, very effective, because in their simplicity, they're very complex. And they are providing in the short period of time, the maximum of the benefit. Law of Pareto 20% of investment, absolutely, 80% of the profits. Yes. So, I'm yeah. asking because in a, in a fast changing world, you know, we, are, we have so much to do. So, a little moment of change, a little attention to your mind and your body, and also from who you are as a human being, from what you want, yes. what, did, what is why are you here? All of this becomes very clear or should become clearer. And with that, I also help because I find that's the foundation of health and well-being. So, love it. I really, truly love uh, our conversations, Christian. So, I I think we should end it there because you know I think we can talk for hours and hours. Well, let's recapitulate. We've talked about common sense yeah. and how to get it back within the organizations yeah. as well yes. as in your body and in your mind and to. Help us to overcome the current crisis. Is it now in health or is it in organizations? We need to upgrade ourselves. We need to evolve. We need to step up. And how can we step up? First of all, it's from that overview perspective yeah. step back a little bit from well, hang on, what's happening here? We might need to inform ourselves very well. You know, we need to start learning more sometimes we need help with that so get outside consultancy and then of course we need to integrate that and futurize ourselves and to say from okay where do I want to be in the future then integrate that into our present decisions and choices and walk forward from my point of view is work on that immune system work on that body mind your body before your body reminds you Step back to today and say, okay, I want to be more mindful of my body. I want to be healthy, flexible. I want to be navigating change with much more ease. What do I need to do that? And for yourself, Christian, I believe in organizations, what would you say as a final
0: tip to the audience? The exact words, uh, Tom, apply there as well. I would tell them, mind yourself, don't be stuck in systems, try to apply more common sense since it's a natural giving and uh, we should just use it. And uh, of course, if we go into all these details of organizations, we need these tools and methods, but we should never forget to keep the overview and keep your common sense, since it's part of our health.
1: Indeed. What shall we talk about next time? I suggest... So we talk about identity from uh, from the organizational point of view, the importance of identity from a health and well-being point of view. Yeah, good. Excellent. Love it. Thank you very much, Christian, and speak to you next time. Thank you, Tom. Bye. Okay. Thank
0: you. Bye-bye.